As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Guys, welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Thanks for uh, tuning back in or tuning in for the first time. Today is uh, it's a little it's a little different. Every once in a while, I'll have guests on the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Today is one of those days. I'm excited to bring a comedian onto the show who I've known for about five years now. And he's 85 years old. He started doing comedy as a kid. His dream was to be a comedian. And he recently got back into comedy later in life. And when I say recently, I should say over the last 10 years or so. I think you guys will find it interesting uh, to hear George's story and to, you know, live vicariously through him. He, he He's seen a lot of things over the last 85 years and I think it's pretty insightful whether you're, you're into comedy or uh, you're into life, right? And um, please welcome to the show my friend George Sauls. Hey, George. Uh, thanks for being a guest for me today on the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. How you doing? Pretty good, thanks. Yeah, it's nice to have you on. I know we've, we've talked about this before. Uh, you know, we've been mentioning it, mentioning it for... Uh, the few times that we get to see each other uh, here and there over the years, but um, how's everything going, George? How you doing? I'm hanging in. I'm doing good. Yeah, that's what yeah. I like. You sound good. You sound good. Yeah. Sound strong. Yeah, strong. yeah that's great. Um, I, and, and to kind of give the the listeners a little bit of background, we met maybe five years ago. It's it's already been about five years, I think, since yeah, the first time. About, yeah. Yeah, we met uh, through G- uh, Gladys Simon's uh, team. Big of, comic strip, yeah. Yep. So uh, I haven't seen her in the last month or two. Have you been to the comic strip recently? How's everything going up there? Oh, well, yeah. Not, not only uh, uh, have I seen her, uh, I speak to her um, just about two, three times a week. Uh, uh, she's an insomniac, and I've become a bit of one. So at about five in the morning... <laughs> I, we, we have a we have a talk. Is that when you're getting up? He talks to me and I listen. I guess that's most of it. No, oh really? Listens. Oh, that's yeah. that's that's funny yeah. that it's not the other way around. But that sounds like a, a good friendship there. Um, so, five a.m. conversations. Is that when you're getting started for the day, or is that when your day is ending? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's when I start. Um, I usually get to bed about eleven. And um, then um, I get up three, four times a night, and uh, not the usual uh, old man's, uh, you know, going to the toilet. It's just that I get up, and uh, um, and so uh, then the final time I get up is, you know, about five o'clock, and then uh, um, or, or six, either five or six, and I can I can speak to her up until seven. Because then she starts getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> she's uh, she's got the whole thing reversed. Wow. She doesn't. She sleeps till four in the afternoon. Wow, that's interesting. I wonder. Uh, yeah, with, with some exceptions, if she has a doctor's appointment or something. But uh, yeah. So and anyway, but uh, we uh, we've become uh, very very close, and um, we're uh, we're in each other's. Uh, camp you know we yeah really each other. remember when we uh the three of us had uh it was a dinner one night after we performed we we all went yeah. to dinner yeah uh, we do that uh regularly um after every show uh we go to the diner you know just like um you know um what, what was the uh broadway danny rose you know, when the comics yeah. used to get together and that, and it's, uh, uh, I enjoy that more or as much as the show. We look forward to it. And um, uh, sometimes it's just a few people, like with us, and sometimes it could be, you know, a table, you know, uh, yeah. 15 people or so. And um, it, 
um, it, uh, it's really, um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's really good. Uh, the problem I have now, I've moved. I don't live in the city anymore. That's right. You're in New Jersey now. New Jersey. And I don't have a car anymore because I figured, you know, um, um, I can manage with Uber. And around here, I can. Uh, but each time I go into the city, it costs me $200. It's, uh, oh, my goodness, George. Is that the only way that you'll travel into the city? Well, um, the uh, my nephew usually takes me in. But, uh, you know, he's, he's got a life, and sometimes he can't. And um, um, when he doesn't, and if I want to go in, I, uh, that's what I do. You don't, you don't waste your time on public transportation, huh? It's not a matter of wasting time. I have a bus here, but I'm still, uh, you know, since, uh, um, uh, you know, I had this pretty serious surgery uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, as a result... Um, for a long time, you know, I was on a walker, and now, now I don't need a cane or anything, but, uh, it would still be a little difficult walking too much in the city. I see. Uh, like, walk a few blocks, but not, you know, not to rush for a train and, uh, you know, and all of that. And yeah. And climb those stairs and move the way, uh, everybody else does. Uh, so, uh, I can't do that because there's a bus right out here, as you know. And um, it, uh, five bucks uh, uh, it would take me to Port Authority. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's um, um, that's just you know one. one the, the main thing is that I am uh, I'm still busy and I'm, I'm very active. I've I've got three gigs in the next two days, so uh, that's that's not too bad. That's fantastic, George. Uh, yeah. Tell us tell us where they are so that. Uh... Well, you know what? Actually, by the time this episode airs, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, the thing is that um, it uh, it's it's quite a schedule because as a result of the surgery I had, uh, which was uh, pretty serious stuff, uh, mitral valve, open heart surgery. Yeah. And uh, they almost lost me. They really were afraid. It was touch and go. They had to have a special machine. Uh, life-saving machine to take care of me and um, I was in ICU for over a month uh, but anyway as a result um, my kidneys got damaged when, whereas they weren't before and uh, I, I am on dialysis uh, three times a week yeah and uh, um, so uh, it uh, like today was the dialysis day so uh, three about three hours Three and, almost three and a half hours a day, those three days, and um, it just gives me more incentive. Uh, com comedy is like my medicine now because it gives me something to look forward to. Yeah, uh, and, um, um, and I'm doing that. Uh, I I will not do comedy like tonight. I, I will wouldn't do it. Uh, uh, I probably could, but um, my feeling is that. It would be less than 100% energy, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I want to give it all when, when I do it. So uh, uh, that's, uh, that's one thing. So, uh, for example, I got a gig this Friday, which uh, is a club that I really like. So I accepted it, even though it was a dialysis day, and I made arrangements for me to uh, come in on Saturday instead of Friday for the dialysis. But uh, I, it, it's, it's a must. I must have it three times a week. And uh, what it does is it cleans out uh, the, um, the system, the toxic uh, material, because uh, the, um, the normal kidney fil filters all the, the dreck, you know, that... Uh, comes through uh, whereas this I have to be on a machine and it does it so yeah uh, it's really crucial that I have it and um, but uh, the um, the company's going on I'm doing very well I was at the comic strip uh, last week and it was maybe my best set ever really it was just uh, just fantastic uh, I mean um, it uh, the audience was uh, just 
you know, uh, you know, each each audience is like a snowflake. There were no no two audiences. Yeah, yeah. But, what uh, uh, what night of the week was it, George? It was a Sunday night, and um, there were about a hundred people, and uh, there were uh, a few pretty well known, at least in the area, comics. And uh, I, um, I really shined. It was, um, um, I, I still look back at it very fondly. And um, there was also, um, they're doing a documentary uh, about me, not just me, but uh, maybe three elderly senior comics that are doing um, comedy. I mean, senior citizens that are doing comedy. And uh, uh, so, she was there, so uh, I'll, I'll be able to get a very good video of it. Oh, uh, perfect. That makes yeah. me really happy that you caught that on camera, George. Yeah. That's. I, I have it on camera, um, you know, Helene Witt. Yeah, know, yeah. It, it's very amateurish, and there's a few, uh, there's about a minute and a half of it missing because she spilled coffee on somebody's camera and. You know, uh, and she had to clean it up. You know, yeah, life gets in the way. So, <laughs> but um, uh, otherwise, it came out. Hers came out. The volume was good, also. But anyway, uh, it it was it was great. And um, I was also recently um, in a contest here uh, for the funniest comic in uh, Rockland County, where where I where I live. And uh, they had uh, the semifinal. I came in first. You know, fifteen comics, and uh, we're gonna have the final somewhere um, in a great big auditorium. Uh, we I, we don't know the date yet. And um, congratulations! Uh, so you're one of the top two. What? No, uh, no. They had three evenings. They call them all the semifinals. Oh, okay. There were, were fifteen in each. Set. Uh, I um, then they took the top three, the top four of each set for the final. So in other words, there's going to be twelve people coming. But I already, at least in that that time, I, I came in first. So there were three other people I, I superseded. You know, then that yeah. doesn't mean. Is that a, is that a nice way of saying that you beat them? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, I beat them, but but um, and um, I, I had my concern about it because um, this is a gripe I have, uh, pet peeve. Um, a lot of the contests they go by jo- uh, audience um, choice, and that means you know the guy could suck, but if he uh, brings fifty people. Uh, you know, he could win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's usually uh, how the the competitions are. But uh, it um, it really didn't work that way because they asked each uh, each of the audience people to rate the top four. So even if they rated their their person, they there was still room for the other three. And uh, I must have appeared in more of the ballots that way than anyone else. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so anyway, um, so but that one's coming up, which uh, I'm looking forward to. And um, God knows when the that, um, uh, documentary is going to be. She's been working on it for about two and a half uh, years. Wow. And... Um, um, and um, she's got one other person that's really fantastic uh, 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 from Philadelphia, and um, she's getting a lot of footage there. And then there's a third person, uh, an octogenarian, and um, uh, she's going to enter it into the um, Sundance Film Festival. Which um, um, awesome. Once she gets it ready, so. Well. Um, yeah. One thing I can't say, George, is uh, I think you're hilarious. I, I think that uh, I haven't seen you perform in a while, but you always had a uh, you always had a sharp set together. You know, you had a. a yeah, uh, you know, um, Gladys always talks about doing the work, 
and um, and uh, whenever um, any of the comics ask who does the work, you know, she uses me as a shining example because um, most people, most of the comics, and um, um, they they go to open mic and they don't know what they're going to do till they get up there. They don't prepare, and then they just wing it. And uh, I, I would spend three or four hours on a five-minute, yeah, you know, you get five minutes most of the times. And I would, uh, even stuff that I had done, and to tweak it and to rearrange it and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I took it very, very serious. And it's like with anything else, you know, it, it, uh, you have to be prepared. And then if the opportunity comes, you know, you take advantage of it. Yeah. And uh, I, I've always done that. And uh, the other thing is, I'm, I'm, uh, I've I've gotten better since you've seen me. Uh, it's uh, the set has gotten tighter, and uh, I've got new, you know, some some uh, new material. And and uh, it's um, it's so um, affirming for me because the whole thing about old age is everything declines everything dies and all of this and here I'm still cre- creating and improving and growing wow. and uh, it, it's just so fantastic and uh, a lot of people you know uh, when when you retire people take up hobbies but so if they take up tennis or, or even bridge or whatever it is usually they can't hold the candle to the young people yeah and I can uh, just for the ladies, George? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all there are, I mean, mostly. And, uh, and um, I've done a show here, and then uh, I've, uh, there's one uh, that I've, I don't know if you remember, it's, uh, it's part of the reason I guess I took this place, because 
around that 76 house, uh, which um, it's the oldest tavern in America. Tavern? George Washington died there. That's how oh, wow. it is. Wow. And I, I perform in the prison room. Wow. Where, where John Andre, the British spy, who was in cahoots with Benedict Arnold, uh, that was his prison. Oh, my and, goodness. Um, and uh, the, the place is just it's very colorful, and, and it's got a lot of meaning for me because um, my wife had uh, dementia, and uh, I took care of her for 12 years. And uh, instead of taking her to daycare places, I would uh, take her to nice restaurants. And this was like her favorite one. And we'd, we'd go there maybe three times a week. And wow. uh, so I got, I got to know uh, the owner, Rob, very well. And uh, when I started to do comedy, and I showed him a, a, a disc, uh, he says, why don't you do comedy here? They never had comedy before. So um, I, I produced comedy there and uh, do it three times a year or so. Wow. And then, um, then after a while, I, um, I didn't want to do the producing part of it. Was doing yeah. the end. So uh, um, uh, a friend of mine who's producing now, Jack Hoffman, who does, who's a wonderful producer and um, and the kindest, most wonderful guy. Um, and um, I said, why don't you, you know, produce, you'll, you'll take better care of me than I do. You know, because I was paying the other comics and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking, yeah, they, you know, they got to come from um, the city, you know, it's a schlep. Yeah. And all that. And then the wind up was I didn't have. So, um, um, and he's been producing it there. And uh, uh, so we've been doing quite a few there. Uh, and uh, That's great. So, um, uh, you know, I'm just doing a lot. Well, it sounds like it, George. I mean, it's inspirational, too, uh, for, for a lot of people at any age. Um, you know, you're, you're a freaking warrior. And, uh, you know, hearing about your progress, I mean, just, that's, 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 that's motivating. It's, it's, um, it's not just inspiring, but it, it gives hope and excitement um, to a lot of people, you know. Have you told everybody how old I am? Well, I, I was going to ask because I know you a couple years ago you, you had your 82nd birthday party that you did stand-up comedy for at the comic strip and it's been a couple years so are you about you're, you're getting close to 85 now. Uh, I'll be 86 uh, in July. 85. Wow. So you're 85, you're going to be 86 and you're going just as strong as ever. You sound just as strong as, as ever. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing more and more and I'm, I'm uh, yeah, it's um um, yeah, I'm really, really delighted. I just hope it, you know, continues and uh, really good. Uh, my nephew is, uh, God bless him, he, um, um, he, uh, he's 20 years younger than me. So um, he, um, uh, he could, you know, he can finish my sentences, you know. He, yeah. We, we, did, we did a roast of me at one of the clubs at uh, uh, Marine, um, Maureen's jazz seller, uh, and um, he he was better than a, oh, any of the regular comics. It was just very funny. Wow. And, um, and, Is he a uh, comedian or? Well, he uh, he hasn't he doesn't do comedy. I mean, he hasn't been on stage or anything. And uh, but uh, he he's he, you know he's got he's got the the bones. He's really good. Yeah. Well, uh, he's got a good mentor too. So. Yeah, but he's he's really really funny and uh, um, and he's he's really um, you know I have no children, but he's like my son and he's my best friend. We are just so um, oh I, I I gave it back to him in spades though once at, at the comedy club at the comic strip. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he he ripped into me and everybody was laughing, and then I got up and I said, Mitch, I don't know how to tell you this, but. Uh, I'm not your biological uncle. I said, uh, your Aunt Mari and I, uh, we got you from a nephew rescue shelter. <laughs> I said, Aunt Mari said, let's take the one with the floppy ears. <laughs> That's so, fun. That's fun. Uh, it's good to... Yeah. So we do it back and forth, but uh, but he's, he's constantly 
ribbon me about, you know, having to pay $14, uh, you know, for, um, uh, for open mic. <laughs> um, the, um, it's worth it because, um, I mean, I know a lot of comics, 14 is a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's, first of all, if you drink, it includes the drink. But uh, basically, um, people pay, you know, they, most people don't know, why do you go to open mic? Why do you pay money to perform? And it's, I look at it completely differently. It's, it's like going to the gym. You know, you pay money. You're using the facilities and you're strengthening yourself. And here you're strengthening your funny. And uh, you definitely need the open mic to improve uh, yeah. in most cases. And it's a function of how often you go and, and what you do with it and, you know, how you apply, you know, uh, what, what you check out. Uh, if you're doing a show, we should not do any any of your comic uh, uh, bits until you try it out in the open mic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but there is there's a big irony with that, Mike. Um, um, the, um, on the one hand, you're trying out the material at the open mic, but um, comics are known for not laughing. And when you go to an open mic, you could have a great set. And you wouldn't know it by running it by just comics. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's really, um, um, but there are subtle nuances. In other words, they will be laughing afterwards, or they will compliment you. Or, uh, you know, um, uh, I remember one of the bits that I, I, I have now, um, uh, I, um, I had written it a long time ago in comedy class. I never used it. And I never would have used it on stage, you know, in, in the show. But I said, let me try it and open mic. And when I used it, um, just from the audience, I, you know, I figured it was, no, I was right not to use it anymore. Two of the comics came over, um, including Mike, Mike Jacobs, who was like my mentor. And he said, when you did that, I could kick myself for not thinking of that. He said, it's so simple and so funny. You know, and um, as a result of that, um, I put it in, and it's one of the the strong ones of my. Well, my whole. I, I really think my whole set is tight, uh, and uh, and uh, well, but it, it's 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 a very very good one, and, and it works very well. Well, so, you you get it from the open mic. It's um, and the funny thing is when I. Um, I took a comedy course, you know, and uh, uh, on graduation night, uh, again, I was nervous because um, I was afraid I'd have stage fright with strangers. So I invited 50 of my friends. There were 51 of my friends there. And that calmed me down and uh, wow. that's all I needed. The, the second time I performed, I, I wasn't anxious anymore. You got a lot of friends, George. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's, uh, yeah, I do. I'm blessed. So uh, anyway, um, but uh, it, I thought that was it. I mean, in other words, um, I could do that for the next 20 years. I mean, they, they looked, they were laughing, you know, it was, uh, um, there, were, there were applause breaks, there were large, large laughs, everything, you know. But um, now when I look at it, uh, you know, I, there are parts where I cringe. You know, because, it, you know, it's, you're just starting out. It's yeah. not going to be as good as when you get more experience and, and you have more of the, the material. So yeah. it's uh, just well, uh, absolutely. Uh, and um, as you can tell, it's, uh, it's a passion for me. And uh, it has to be a passion because uh, it is such a... Uh, non-rewarding life in financial terms or anything like that that um, um, and uh, if you if you really want to succeed you know you you, you really have to you know just go, go all the way so um, um, that uh, unless you have the passion uh, you know I, I would say you know dabble in it but don't bother you know um, because uh, it, you know it's like a, a, an artist a painter you know it's uh, 
they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it for the love of what they're doing. Yeah, I just, and, uh, it's, uh, for me, it, it's, uh, it just gives me, you know, that, that kind of feeling. And I'm always thinking about it and always coming up with some nuance or something different. So, uh, it, um, yeah. Well, we're, we're almost out of time, so I want to make sure that I... Um, Sorry, we're almost out of time, so I want to make sure that I have the chance to to ask uh, one or uh, two of these things. One, okay. I I definitely want to see your uh, your video, if you wouldn't mind sharing that with me. Once you get the video back from this last weekend, you, you said it was one of the best sets of your life, so I'd love to see that. If you're yeah. if you wouldn't mind, or if you put that up somewhere online, I, I definitely want to check that out. Uh, and then secondly, okay, I have it. I'll, I'll send it to you, but. Um... On your email, but uh, please uh, don't don't publicize it. Don't. Uh, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna put it on YouTube, and I'm gonna monetize that, George. And I'm gonna I'm gonna profit off all your. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolutely okay, not. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. That's that's. Yeah, okay. You you should share that with the world at some point, though. Somehow, you know. I, you know, if if it's uh. If oh it's, no no! It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of. Um, um, if people come to see me, you know, I want them to see it fresh. I yeah. don't even show my friends that, you know, I, I want to show my friends, but I say I'd rather that you come see me. Yeah. You know, there's a difference. You know, my brother, I, I sent all the tapes uh, to my brother, uh, you know, my nephew's father, who's no longer alive, but, uh, and he was my role model. He's eight years older than me, and he was my role model, and uh, maybe funnier than me. Uh, you know, God bless him. Anyway, I sent him all of the tapes and everything. He came to see me in, in a uh, Irish pub in Queens once, and he said it made all the difference to see it live. You know, it's, it's a different experience. And, um, uh, yeah. um, you know, sure, it's great, and I, I, I watch different people's you know, videos and so on, but, you know, I would rather see, you know, Robin Williams or Richard Pryor, I would have, you know, uh, you know, life, you know, it's got a, a different kind of magic to it. So, um, I under but, yeah, but anyway, um, I'll send it to you, but what I'm sending to you is Helene, so it's got a little bit of a, uh, uh, it's maybe a 30 second or 60 second blurb, but you can hear it, you can hear it, but there's a black screen. So, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna send it to you. Uh, okay. Probably sometime in a few days, where you know. Where no problem, George. No problem. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the question. Do you have to go right now? By the way. No. What time is it now? It's six sixteen. Oh no. I'm, I'm, we, we could do it for another twenty minutes if you want. Okay. Time you got. Okay. Cool. Well, I, the, 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 I think the question I probably should have started with today is. When did you start doing comedy and how long? Because I know that there was a gap there. So I want to hear a little bit about okay. what, what, yeah. like what caused you to start, what caused you to stop temporarily, and then what got you back into it, right? Yeah, it's, it's really quite a story. Um, I've, I've always, you know, been funny, you know, or always, this is what I wanted to do. When I was 10 years old, this is what I wanted to do comedy yeah uh, i listened to all the on the radio uh and um all the comics and all of that and uh and uh, i i was sure that i i would make it because i was the funniest 10 year old kid i knew so when i'm 20 i'll be the funniest 20 you know and so on mm -hmm. so uh, i had no no doubt about it um and i went to the catskills i was very influenced by the comics and and the jewish humor and uh, <clears throat> at 18 um and I performed in high school, you know, uh, impressions and a few jokes and so on. And uh, I got hired to, to perform in the Catskills at 18. And Was that your uh, first gig? Yeah, for pay, yeah. It was for the summer. And uh, I was all excited. This was the beginning, you know, I was going to be, you know, uh, Buddy Hackett and Shecky Green and all of them. And um, uh, I had stage fright and I got fired. And... Um, and uh, it was devastating. I was 18. Uh, that year, uh, you know, that fall, I went back and, yeah, I went into college. And uh, just, um, I just, I, I was almost like a recluse then. It really, it was devastating. Uh. And um, 
I became very introverted and all that. Anyway, uh, I came out of that shell, and eventually, you know, I started to do shtick, you know, at parties and so on. But that was it. I didn't, you know, uh, do it. But in the back of my mind, I said um, I wanted to be back on the stage. And um, uh, some years later, when Caroline's was the first one to have comedy courses, I said, someday I'm going to, you know, take the course. And because uh, for graduation, you appear on the stage. And, you know, at least, you know, I want to at least one time be on the stage. Um, and then... Um, 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 I was a psychologist, and uh, when I retired, I said, "When I retire, I'm going to do this." This was on my on my bucket list. But uh, then I couldn't do that because my wife got ill, and I had to take care of her. And um, uh, after a while, when, when uh, um, at the beginning, I was taking care of my wife twenty four seven, and uh, it was devastating. I uh, got depressed. I lost my sense of humor, uh, which goes without saying. And um, uh, but gradually, um, I pulled out of it, uh, thanks to uh, a little eight-year-old girl, uh, one of the caregivers' daughters, who uh, she asked if it was okay to bring her daughter to work because she couldn't get a babysitter. And we had a big house. I said no problem. And um, she um, she was a little smart-ass like me, you know. Uh, hmm. Uh, riddles and jokes and so on yeah. and it got, me, it got me out of my uh, funk and I started to think funny again and all of that so she, she really I can't tell you how it, how it helped me and and how long then, ago was that George? Um, okay I'll tell you um, okay my wife had uh, I was I was 71 when my wife had uh, the dementia um, this must have been this must have been about 10 years ago. Okay, okay. And um, she, well, I could tell you, it was nine years ago. She's 17 now. Okay, okay. Oh, but she wasn't eight. She was, what is it? I think she was six years old or seven. But yeah, anyway, you got the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, and, um, and then, um, in the meantime, I had been doing, um, I had been, uh, hosting anniversary celebrations for uh, a dear friend. I, I did their 25th, uh, their 30th, their 40th, their 50th, uh, and in nice places. You know, like one was on a yacht. Uh, it was in the Hamptons, uh, you know, with a lot of people and so on. Really good places. Or uh, he had a beautiful home in Westchester, and we did, we did it uh, by his pool and with an orchestra and all that. So I, I had done a lot of that. Um, and he called me. He was having his 60th anniversary, and uh, he wanted me to, to host. And um, I had been so long, and I, uh, uh, while I wasn't depressed, I, I really wasn't into, a, you know, that kind of mode yet. Yeah. And my, my caregivers pushed me. And uh, so I went out to the Hamptons, and um, it, uh, I just had a, you know, just a few, you know, I, I was, I was just gonna, you know, say a few words and so on, and uh, it went over so well. I was kicking myself for not having more. Yeah. So, um, and then, the, coincidentally, the next week, I had a friend in Pennsylvania that had a 50th anniversary, and I went there, and uh, I wasn't supposed to entertain, but uh, I did. And uh, th that was even better than this one. So as a result of that, uh, I said, uh, I'm going to take that comedy course that I've always been thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And it just happened. It was just that week it was starting. So um, I, I did that. And uh, um, uh, and then I, um, uh, I, I really, it, it was quite a night. Uh, that's, wow. that's another tape. If I could find the disc, you'd be interested in seeing. Yeah, yeah, I'd it love was, to. They gave me eight minutes because I had 50 people. Wow. Instead of five. But listen to this. <laughs> I I timed it, you know, as usual and all that. It was going to be exactly eight minutes. 
It turned out to be 14 minutes because of the uh, applause and the laughs. Oh, my goodness. It was, just, it was so magical. It was just... Wow. Uh, uh, I was in tears when I left. It was oh, just, wow. just fantastic. But I figured that was it. I mean, what else, you know, uh, what could get better than that? And, and I mean, in terms of improving your, your act and so on. And um, I was written up in the uh, newspaper uh, on the Daily News. And um, um, and then um, um, I started to do open mics. And, and, uh, and uh, that's, you know, that's how it went there. Then I won, uh, in 2016, I won a, the Funniest Jewish Comic Contest at the Broadway Comedy Club. They have that every year. And uh, and uh, and then that, that's it. And then every year, I, uh, for my birthday, I would be doing the, uh, headlining the, uh, the Broadway Comedy Club. And then I got a lot of gigs from the 76 house that I said. And uh, now in New Jersey, I got a few places where uh, um, I... You know, anytime I want, I'll, you know, I, I can be in the show there. I mean, if they're not booked, you know, but I mean, I, I'm, they're more than happy, you know, to have me. And um, so that's, it's, uh, it's really good. I've got about an hour's worth of material, 45 minutes worth of material. And, uh, uh, Is it all clean, George? Uh, it's blue. It's not, not dirty. Um, <laughs> oh, I did have one F bomb. Oh, <laughs> and, and listen to this. Um, I met I met with Jackie Mason a few times. Uh, uh, a good friend of mine uh, used to have uh, a comedy club in the village. Uh, comedy U, it was called, and he had everybody there. You name them, he had them, um, and uh, especially the women. You know, Rita Rudner and uh, all that. He had Ray Romano. Uh, you know, just everyone. And he knew Jackie uh, Jackie Mason very well. He used to get together with him for dinner. And he told him, uh, you know, there's this comic, uh, um, 84, I think it was two years ago, whatever, 84-year-old comic. And he was anxious to meet me, so uh, I got together with him a few times. And he um, he said, do you have any dirty words? I said, I have one. So he asked me what it was. I ran it by him. And... Um, uh, well, I can tell it to you now because I'm not, I'm not using it. Yeah. Um, but um, um, uh, part of the routine I have is um, uh, that um, uh, at my age it comes with a lot of problems. But my biggest problem is I happen to like older women. You know, and where can, you you remember that? I think I probably had it at the comic strip. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I say, where can I find a 95 year old cougar and all that? Yeah. And then. Uh, one of the lines I have is, uh, say, they all seem to disappear. And I said, and, uh, but they're still on my bucket list. And I said, now they're on my bucket list. Not too long ago, they were on my bucket list. So, <laughs> and, um, but, but he was right. You know, it's, it's a joke, but it's not worth that to change the persona of, you know, my own persona is, you know, just, uh, you know, a nice old man and all that. And just And people don't like to think of their, uh, their grandpa as a sexual animal, you know, and all that. <laughs> Little do they know, right? <laughs> anyway, I uh, mean, we, we know what you're doing in that nursing home, George. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, it's hard climbing over those bed railings. <laughs> 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 that's what, that's that's good. That's yeah. funny. Okay, I, I have to. I have to. Uh, that's not mine. Okay, I have to. Just, uh, it, it's a funny joke, but that that one was not mine. Um, anyway, it's okay. Um, you can pretend it is. Right. No, 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 no. I, um, I, I can't. I cannot tell a lie. Um, <laughs> but I do bring it in sometimes, ad living, you know. But I, I really shouldn't. Because it's a very, um, a very good uh, uh, comic that's doing it now. So oh, okay. Okay. I, um, it's it's not it's not done. It's it's really. It's, I steal my dad's joke sometimes, but he's not a comedian, so. Yeah. But you know, you know, it's an interesting point. Also, the um, I've come up with with the same joke as other comics, and people do that. You know, yeah. without seeing them, I'm not stealing. Yeah. And um, the um, so you know, like a lot of times, people claim uh, uh, that the Beatles stole a line from them because they in, they may have independently 
come up with a line of yeah. music yeah. that would be the same line as that. But, you know, it doesn't mean... Now, some people steal, you know, I mean, some... And, uh, and have reputations for that. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so there are two jokes that I have that, that um, were independently. You know, it's one one is Lewis Black's joke, uh, which I have more fleshed out, and one is Stephen Wright, who's who's amazing. He's, so anyway, um, um, I when I came up with this joke, I, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Um, the um, I had Jehovah's Witness people coming to my house all the time, and I, I treat them nicely, you know, and all of that. Then one time, the guy says, uh, I'm going to come back next week and ask you questions. So right away, I said, I got to get into a Jehovah's Witness protection program. So, um, and I thought that was great. So I ran it by uh, uh, one, one of, uh, there's a few comics who, um, uh, I, I run by uh, a lot of my material with a 30-year-old uh, comic just to see if the younger audiences, for me, 30 is yeah. younger, uh, if, you know, if the younger audiences will, uh, you know, uh, understand, you know, the concept and all that, you know, if it's not. And he said, uh, they'll understand, he said, but uh, he said, it's not your finest hour. So I didn't use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to see Stephen uh, Wright, and you familiar with him? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, that was his biggest joke. It had the longest laugh. Wow. Was he? So, he, to, he must have told it a little differently, or no? No, no. I mean, of course, he has the. the um, he delivers it funny, you know, with that flat voice and everything. So, uh, so anyway, um, but. Uh, yeah, that happens, but it's got it's got to be um, it's got to be uh, original and so on. I have a little bit of a leeway. Um, uh, Mike Jacobs, who I told you was like my mentor, um, and uh, because he was saying that if you know, because my jokes, you know, the original people that told a lot of my jokes are no longer here, and so it's like public domain. In other words, I. I can use them since it's not infringing on anybody else's. I mean, I can't say you're Mark Twain, for example, you know, because this is well known and there's an estate that they put out books about his wit and humor and so on. But, you know, if there was a, a, a guy on the radio that made a funny comment and I use it uh, in terms of that, uh, I think it's kosher. I think it's it's sort of okay. Uh, I usually tweak it so much that it's. it's um, you're not. Just to make sure I understand, you're not saying use other comedians' material that are no longer alive, are you? I'm, I'm saying I, I use the joke and I I will um, I will change it quite a bit. Okay, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, as long as you, you know. It, Oh, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm not just saying, uh, why did the chicken cross the road and just say the same one? No, no, you can't. It's, it's not, that's not what this is about now. Yeah. It was in the Catskills, you know, uh, uh, Jan Murray would steal Milton Burroughs and vice versa. And, yeah. And I, I used to go to Shippo's, uh, UJA benefits where they had about 20, 30 comics, the best ones you can imagine, red, red buttons, uh, you know, Annie Youngman, all that, Joey Adams, and they would each come at different times, and they, a lot of them would say the same jokes, yeah. and they would say, and they could tell from the audience, they said, oh, this was told before, who told it, you know, was, yeah. Yeah. You know, was it Sam Levinson, was it this, you know, so, uh, but that was the Catskills, that was different, it was all in terms, in terms of delivery, and that was the, the crucial thing. So, That's interesting, you know, I actually... I came up with the same bit as um, Richard Pryor when I was like 13, and I had never, I didn't hear of Richard Pryor, I didn't know anything about him. I came up with a like a, the same premise slash same like concept, like, and I found out years later when I was studying comedy, and you know, er, you know, obviously. You, you know, George Carlin was way before my time, or not, not George Carlin, Richard Pryor, sorry. Um, and 
as I was listening to his stuff, I go, oh my gosh, this is like something I thought I came up with and I thought I was hilarious and unique for it, you know? But hey, I mean, if a kid's coming up, if me as a kid is coming up with the same joke as Richard Pryor, I'd say that's a good sign, right? Oh yeah, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was on one of his comedy albums. So. But no, that's cool, George. So um, I have to ask when you when you were before you got that job at the Catskills when you were eighteen, were you doing open mics before that, or how did you even get that job? At eighteen, there was no open mics. Are you kidding? How did you How did you get hired for that? No. What? How did you get hired for that? Uh, what happened was I was um, I performed at the um, I told you in the high school, and there was a fellow there in the in the band who got hired uh, for the Catskills to play in the Catskills, and they were looking for uh, you know a an MC for the whole year and a comic that's and right so, okay yeah so he recommended me so um, uh, well that's a that's a great opportunity and they they kind of threw you in the fire too soon you know you weren't ready for it and it ended up it ended up being no no it's not about being thrown in the fire too soon I think it's uh, it's good to be thrown in the fire because it's a wake up call and you gotta do it it's just uh, um, I um it, the timing was bad because I went into college and I wasn't, um, uh, I had a lot of difficulty in college because I was used to cramming in high school. Yeah. And I, I would study one night before the exam. And in college, I couldn't do that. And so I had a lot of trouble. So um, I, I had a lot of difficulty there. So it was not a good time for me to, and also, uh, we we had just moved from our my beloved neighborhood in Williamsburg, and I missed all my friends, who, so I didn't have those. And you know, so and, and my brother was getting divorced, and a business, you know. So there were a lot of different things happening at eighteen or nineteen. But uh, just to have a bad time, no. In fact, uh, the opposite, because um, um, I was performing. What? Oh, I didn't. Oh, oh, I didn't say anything. Okay. Um, for example, I, I, uh, one time I auditioned at um, uh, Broadway Comedy Club for Al Martin, and um, I did okay. I did very good. For, you know, I got a call back. Okay, which you know, which um, uh, he called back maybe two hundred out of two thousand people. And okay. uh, so I got a call back. Then the call back, I was going very strong for three minutes, and one joke didn't work. And I wasn't used to it. One joke, I got no laugh, and I never had that before. Yeah, yeah. And I did not have it. And it threw me, and I could not concentrate on the rest of my material. And what he said about me... Uh, you know, Martin, he told, you know, uh, to Mike Jacobs, Mike, Mike is the one that brought me that he said, uh, he's, you know, he said, uh, he knocked me out and this and that. He says, but he's, uh, he's, it's unpredictable. I can't have that yet. Yeah. I mean, he's got to, you know, be more sure of himself and so on, you know, so, um, um, so the point is until you fail, you know, that was like a mini failure, you know, one joke, not one. But before that, I, I was so, you know, every, every, I didn't have that. You know, I didn't even know what people were talking about, uh, uh, you know, failing or diving or, you yeah. know, bombing, you know, and so, but you have to have it. So, uh, yeah. uh, and, uh, so, uh, and, uh, you know, and there are different, there are different audiences, obviously, and, uh, especially what, what a good, uh, uh, uh a way of, uh, uh not humility. Well, I can't think of the word. Um, humble, humbling you is, uh, you know, if you work uh, for seniors, that, you know, because they don't laugh. You know, I mean, they, even if they like it, you know, they smile a bit. So you're not getting that, you know, what you used to at the comedy clubs, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so it, it's really, and uh, I did 40 minutes the other day, and, um, um, uh, you know, there was a little bit of laughter, not much, you know, for, for the you know, maybe 60 people, and, you know, it was just a few titters. But I, I knew 
got thanked vociferously from the uh, the uh, owner, the one that hired me, and so on. So because that's you know that's what it's all about. There. Yeah, I mean that's the level of it. So, but it, but it's good uh, good experience, and it's it happens with with um, with uh, uh, crowds. Uh, I get more upset at a crowd that will laugh, but if they're laughing because they're drunk and they they laugh at things that are not funny. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, that I find insulting. I mean, I just don't... Sounds like some open mics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, open mics, they try to do it to, you know, to, there's always the comic that wants to support another comic, so they'll go, ha, 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 you know, just stuff. Yeah. Just laugh at them. Yeah, or the... First time, first time I did comedy, the, the comedians were laughing at me when I bombed, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, so, it's... Uh, I, I'll never forget, I, I, and I'll just quickly say, I'll never forget the first time I did stand-up at a club. It did not go the way I had planned in my head. I, I bombed terribly. I didn't get a laugh for the first four minutes. I said my first joke expecting an uproar, and it was dead silence. And that's when they still allowed smoking in the club. So all I could see was this dark room and the smoke rising because people could smoke there. And the, the, the uh, spotlight was on me, and I could see the smoke through the spotlight. And I just remember looking into that darkness going, wow. I was just, I couldn't believe it. I didn't get a single laugh. And then it it made me do the same thing you're talking about, which is it threw me off completely. Yeah, it's But but it's something that even good comedians or people that are successful, um, they have days like that. I mean, it's no question about it. uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... uh, Well... We're we're getting real close. You, you probably got to get going. The only other thing I wanted yeah, to know yeah, is I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I, I, yeah. Okay, if you got to get go, I was just gonna ask who your favorite comedians were growing up, but that's oh, fine. Yeah, no, no, I, I got another minute or so. Um, well, um, you mean currently or? I'd say over the course of time. Yeah, any anyone that's ever had a big influence okay. on you from the beginning okay. to current day. Okay. Uh, the Mox Brothers, Fred Allen. Um, Jack Benny, Bob Hope, uh, Woody Allen, tremendously, um, Alan King, um, uh, what's his name, Robert Klein, uh, uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Uh, if, if I could have one person's talent, it would be Robert William, Robin Williams. I just admired him so much. When I was younger, I admired Danny Kaye, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I don't think he's funny. I, I don't think, I mean, not, not <laughs> the, you know, uh, in, a, in a more broad sense. I think he's very talented and so gifted, but uh, but Robin Williams just, he blows me away. Um, and uh, uh, um, as we come to the more... Um, Extremely well. Yeah, yeah, he deserves it. So um, anyway, uh, we'll talk some more. I, I want to ask some questions, but uh, um, I better run and then, okay. uh, I'll speak to you later. Thanks, George. Okay. It was nice okay. having you on. I hope you have a great night. Okay. When when can I hear this? When when? I mean, uh, how do I hear this? You'll tell me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Most likely uh, Monday morning is when it'll be released, but I'll, I'll keep you updated. Okay, how, how, how big a listening audience do you have? Uh, well... Should I embarrass you? No. I have over 10,000 downloads for the whole period yeah. of, of uh, all my episodes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, from people all over the world. So. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. So everyone's going to get a chance to... Uh, hear your story that listens in and who knows who will listen to it in the future that's the cool thing about the unknown you never know right so yeah oh i gotta tell you one funny do you remember janelle yeah i do i do remember her you remember her yeah yep um i put a thing on facebook did you see it uh i don't know specifically what you're that's a good sport anyway she was outside in the comic strip 
uh, one time, and um, Elaine said, let me take a picture. Yeah. And as Elaine got ready for the picture, she, she threw her arms around me and almost smothered me and gave me a great big kiss. <laughs> and so uh, I put that on Facebook, and, and underneath I said, um, I can't stay, my Uber ride is here. <laughs> so, and I put it on Facebook. So it was the anniversary, third anniversary of that. Oh. I put it on again. And uh, this time I put down a, a caption. I said, some of my fans aren't content with just having my autograph. <laughs> so, and, then, and then what I, I wanted to add also was I no longer take an Uber. I take an accessor ride. But uh, <laughs> just, just outdated. Well, that's so, fun. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, um, um, stay well. I'll, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, George. Same okay. to you. Have a great night. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. There you have it. That's our friend and fellow comedian, George Sauls, 85 years old, going strong, uh, an inspiration for all of us, whether we're comedians or not, and a reminder of the importance of doing what we love. So thanks for tuning in to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Have a great week, and uh, go do something that you love. That's my, that's my best advice, right? Make it count, because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening.